You're listening to a Westpac Wire podcast. Westpacwire.com.au Investment scams are fleecing Australians of more money than any other type of fraud. The Fraudsters are preying on our fears of catching COVID-19. The headlines really do say it all. Scammers have gone into overdrive during the pandemic. The latest scam watch data from the ACCC shows Australians lost more than $850 million to scams last year. And some new research by Westpac shows some pretty alarming trends coming out of the murky scamming world that I'm sure are going to make a lot of people sit up and take notice. And to tell us more, and also hopefully what we can do to avoid being duped, Westpac's fraud and financial crime expert Ben Young is joining me, Emma Foster, for a chat. So Ben, I know it's not a happy topic, but it is great to talk to you about it. Great to be here. Looking at Westpac's data, the number of scams reported by Westpac's customers has doubled in the past year, which is incredible in itself. But what I found really interesting is it seems to be a younger demographic who is uh, in the firing line here, which seems to me a bit of a a flip. Um, So can you tell us what's going on there? Yes, uh, look, we have seen a growth in scams across the board, demographically speaking, as well as the scam types. Um, but there has been a, a growth, particularly around some elements of investment scams, which do target, well, all age groups, but younger people can fall for different varieties of it. And we've seen a branching of some of the investment scams into some subtypes designed specifically for younger people. I mean, it's true to say that older demographics do get targeted because they just simply have more money um, often. And, they, and in some aspects, they can be less tech savvy on some scam types. But on the flip side, many younger people are prepared to take risks on, you know, say, offshore investments or cryptocurrency speculation, et cetera. So they can be sometimes convinced into high-risk transaction events more easily. We've seen, you know, I mentioned the branching on the investment scams. Particularly, we've seen lately um, a substantial phone app-based pyramid scheme that mostly targeted younger people for just a few thousand or even just a few hundred people from each victim but it did impact a very large number of mostly young Australians. And so um, we just saw it as a small investment, but those sorts, of, uh, those sorts of cases do sort of drive the numbers amongst the younger victims. And would it be true to say that we are all spending a lot more time online now? We're doing our shopping online. We're doing everything online at the moment um, across the board. Is that also driving up the number of scams? Yeah, certainly. I mean, there's a general trend towards online shopping, you know, generally even before COVID, of course, but there is uh, just some other trends re- resulting in COVID, not just the online, but also um, purchasing goods that you haven't seen in person because it's not really possible to do that. And so the online is, it just gives that level of separation from the buyer to the seller and also from the buyer to the buyer's loved ones and, and so forth. And some of those other things that can help avoid scams because you're just not checking ideas and opportunities with the people around you. And I've heard also there is a lot more sophistication around how the scammers are operating. Um, So it's becoming far more easy to be duped because the way that they're operating, it just looks so legitimate, legitimate emails, legitimate websites. So even though a lot of people, you know, seem to be embarrassed to have been caught out, it seems to be a really easy thing to fall for now, given the sophistication of how they're operating. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, some scams these days. I mean, not all of them, but some of them are phenomenally well constructed and are almost imperceptibly different from the real thing. We've seen copies of in, of genuine investment banks um, and investment sites completely cloned by the scammers. So it's the same, you know, word for word. The only thing that's different is the bank account at the bottom of where you send your money. So it's going to be, it is awfully challenging for people to see the difference. Um, the only really easy way around that is to not click on links to particular, you know, websites. To, but to, if it's a business you know and you want to invest in, you can just type their, their website in directly or into a search engine and go to it that way as opposed to clicking on links. And we also see some social media hacks where people's real friends' accounts have been compromised and then your friends start randomly spruiking investment opportunities and they can be tough to spot because, again, it is the real, it is your real friend that's saying these things to you online. It's just um, their demeanour has changed. It's not, it's not about a an account that looks like your friend's account, it is your friend's account. So they can, it's only the behavioural change that would flag you that this is not them. And Ben, you have been around for a long time, around fraud, around scams. Has there anything that surprised you about uh, scams in the last 12 months or so? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yes, I have been involved in it for a long time, but yeah, even I've been a bit surprised at just um, how fast the scams evolve. I mean, scams have always been pretty fast moving, but during COVID, um, they just um, jump from opportunity to opportunity very quickly. So whatever is whatever has become scarce lately or whatever they think there might be desperate buyers for, a new scam will pop up around it uh, almost immediately. And as you mentioned, uh, there are heaps of different types of scams and they keep on changing obviously uh, as the scammers pick new ways of targeting people but I thought we could just spend a little bit of time digging a bit deeper on maybe three of the scams that seem to be affecting a lot of people. Uh, One of those is and you have mentioned this already investment scams so scam watch data uh, shows that Australians lost around $328 million last year to investment scams. And I think Westpac's data also shows that there is quite a significant increase. So what's going on here? Can you explain investment scams and how they're becoming so successful in targeting people? Yes, the they have grown exactly as the, your numbers reflect. They and they do branch off. It feels like there's a new variety uh, every week. But uh, what I would say, the main thematic ones we see are usually social media uh, lures, um, sometimes cold calls, um, but they're often offshore-based trading platforms. Uh, usually they will ask a customer to fund the accounts using some type of cryptocurrency these days, So, which is a, a really big red flag, incidentally. So I don't know of any genuine trading platform even offshore ones that won't accept Australian dollars to fund accounts. So if you're ever being asked to fund an investment account with a cryptocurrency, it should be a massive, massive red flag. Um, you know, many of the victims that we speak to around some of those investment scams will tell us stories like, um, I was initially a little bit suspicious um, because I knew it was offshore and it's not a bank that I normally deal with. Um, but Joe, my account manager, he called me straight away. He was really, really helpful. He guided me through the whole thing. Um, you know, and their website is really slick and it was very professional looking. Um, I did, and I only put in a little bit of money at first just to get a feel for it. Um, but then I made a lot of money very quickly and I could even get some money out. So that's, you know, that's when I decided to invest the rest. Um, you know, and in a lot of cases, that can be everything they've got. 
Um, so you can see it's not, uh, these are very sophisticated scams. I think a lot of people think when they hear an investment scam that it's just a, a quick call and just give us all your money and some people just, it's, these are very, uh, these scammers are more than happy to play out the long game to, to get a lot of money from you. And they do have websites and they have, you know, call centers and, and, and people that will talk to you and, and lead you along for a long period of time. So they're quite involved. They're not all exactly like that, but that is definitely the common one and some of the really big dollar ones we've seen are like that. So what should people look out for? These celebrity endorsed investment things, they're almost all scams. You know, it's like you think about someone very famous or very wealthy that suddenly has put their name against some investment platform. You know, they, these things are big red flags. The cryptocurrency, again, is enormous. Really, really red flag. I just, you should be dealing... If you if you want to if you if you've done your research and you want to buy cryptocurrencies that's fine but if you're using cryptocurrencies to fund an investment platform simply to buy other assets you've got to ask why that is why wouldn't they accept just a normal Australian dollar transfer I think that's the really big one for the investment and plus the, all the old adages about you know too good to be true and just very very large investment returns you know it, it, just the just the basic yield on the investment should ring some alarm bells okay and. Another big scam at the moment, particularly as everybody is online shopping, is the buying and selling scams. So I think uh, C data shows online shopping scams last year increased more than 52%. And I think Westpac's customer data shows a similar type of increase. I, and I'm sure everybody else has heard about, you know, puppy scams, farmers scammed into buying non-existent farm vehicles, fake barbecue stores, fake clothing stores. How is it happening that this is on the increase so much? Well, I think, I mean, COVID has poisoned everything in that regard and it's made all the scams worse. It, 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 it's helped the, um, the scammers a lot with this in terms of it's given new categories of, of things that can go into scarcity. And it's also given um, an excuse for why you should buy things sight unseen because it's difficult to go and visit people to go to shops at all. Um, and people are just desperate to buy things. So, you know, cats and dogs and, um, you know, farm equipment and you know, shipping containers is the latest thing. And there's all sorts of things that have become difficult to buy that a scam can pop up around. For a lot of the buying and selling it's, it's important for people to remember that if you purchases made with a credit card or a debit card or, you know, a scheme card, a far greater protection than a direct bank transfer. You know, Westpac even have a digital card um, that you can use, which has a dynamic CVV, which has even more protection. But if you buy something with a credit card, there are extra protections against fraud that you don't get if you simply make a direct transfer. If someone just goes, here's my bank details, just send me the money. That's important to remember. And, you know, all sight unseen purchases should be treated with some level of level of suspicion. There's the, the, the other thing, just while card-based purchases are much, much safer, it's also important to remember that offshore-based merchants are not bound by the same uh, consumer protection laws as Australian businesses are in terms of false and misleading advertising as well. So, you know, fine print on a foreign merchant's website has to be read with a lot more care than you would need to in Australia where... Um, people have to advertise and be more transparent about the way they sell their goods online. Is there any other little tips if you are buying something online? What should we just keep in the back of our minds when we're doing that before we make a purchase? One of the other things that you can do, um, which a lot of banks have now, is you can turn on push notifications uh, for your cards and for your digital payments so that you can see when money leaves your account. 
it's actually quite surprising. You know, there's obviously regular billing that you might have signed up for that'll come out of your account, but there can be some online scams where they take an initial payment and then they'll keep hit, hitting your card at later dates. Um, and obviously, we recommend everyone you know check their statements to do that. But you don't need to wait for your statement these days. You know, everyone got access to internet banking. And with push notifications, you, you can get told the moment there is any debit on your account. And so that can give you a sense of just not only managing your finances, but also are there any debits coming out of the account that you weren't expecting? Or it was a merchant that you thought it was only a single purchase, but now they've somewhere buried in the fine print. They're going to try and bill you every month next, however long. I did also hear of a, another person the other day who was in a in a taxi of all things and the push notification actually did a good thing for her because the bill should have been $18 from the taxi driver, but the taxi driver had put in $81. So whether or not that was a mistake, I'm not sure, but the push notification alerted her to that really quickly. So they really are working. Yeah, that's that's a great story. I, I really, I like that. I mean, it really helps you essentially reconcile parts of your statement in real time. Mm -hmm. Some merchants often can have slightly confusing names. And so if you read it, you know, days or weeks later, you go, I didn't buy this, but you, you, you did, but the merchant name was just not that uh, descriptive or it's not what you remember. Whereas if you get the push in the moment and you can see the merchant name at the time, you can go, oh, okay, I, I understand that, that is, that's this business. So it's, it's a cause of less confusion later on as well. Another scam that's hitting a lot of people quite hard is when it comes to businesses, um, business email compromise, it's sometimes called, sometimes called false billing. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? What's going on there? Yeah, absolutely. Business email compromise um, can lead to very, very large losses. Um, this largely is, uh, you know, uh, as the name suggests, email hacking. Uh, and sometimes it can be just email impersonation, but mostly it's about hacking of a genuine email address. Um, and it's about sending out invoices from that account. And so often it can be to people that were expecting to pay an invoice. And there are certain um, industries that tend to get targeted quite heavily with this. We see this a lot in the construction industry and conveyancing and property settlements where people are expected to pay a very large bill. Um, and it may be to a business they've never paid before, so they really wouldn't know what bank details they're meant to pay to. And so when an email arrives and says, look, just pay, pay us the money you owe us, and here's the BSBN account number, people will just enter that and pay it and have no easy way of validating that that is the right uh, details. So for those, we definitely suggest that you simply pick up the phone and call the business and check that it is the right banking details. Um, businesses are very attuned to this and you'll find that most businesses know this and for all large new invoices or changes to banking details they will they have a callback process but when it is a consumer payment to a business that that sense of what needs to be done to control that risk is not as well understood and so we do see lots of heartbreaking losses between you know not just business to business but consumer to business payments uh, like you know, in the examples I said you know paying for construction work or property settlements Beyond a callback process, there are new technologies coming along that can help with this risk. Um, the NPP has a pay ID concept where some people may be familiar with making a payment to an email address or a phone number instead of to a BSB an account number. There is a probably less known pay ID, which is the ABN, that businesses can register. And so customers, instead of paying, just again, just a, instead of a BSB an account number, you can simply pay the business's ABN. And so, you know, it can be much safer. That that process 
essentially does a lookup, which gives you confirmation that it is the name of that business. And of course, ABNs can be looked up independently from external registers. So I'd love to see that ABN pay ID uh, registration used more. Oh, so it's good to hear that there are a few ways to be able to spot those because they are heartbreaking, as you as you quite rightly pointed out. And Ben, if you have unwittingly, you know, participated in a scam and, and been scammed, is there anything that you can do? Is there anything that the banks can do about scams? So the, the banks, uh, well, the large banks operate, you know, 24 by 7, very sophisticated algorithmic systems to look for both fraud and for scams. Um, unusual transactions will be alerted both to internal bank staff as well as to the customer directly in many cases. Um, some scams are sort of relatively easier to spot. Um, others are, are far more challenging. So uh, while the bank will often try to call and intervene, and they won't they, they they won't find everything and so it's really customers need to keep up their awareness around scams uh, as well um, the process for interacting with customers about scams you know is obviously about a lot about education and clarification so it can be a very challenging process and, and even a little invasive but it's about you know keeping customers safe obviously and their money uh, if a customer realizes they've been scammed or even suspects they've been scammed you know, Time is everything. You know, you need to call the bank immediately. Whether or not the bank's um, detected it, they will always try to chase money for customers if a customer believes they've been scammed. Um, they, they, they have contacts and networks and ways of trying to reach out and retrieve funds if they've been moved. Do scammers ever get caught? They do, yes. There, 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 are, there are police actions involved in catching scammers. They, they are geographically quite dispersed and there's often lots of layers. So there's, there might be a local mule and, and often the, you know, some romance scam mules might be being used as part of an intermediate step. So the, the scammers do their best to keep themselves well removed from um, the victims. Um, but that doesn't mean they don't get caught, they do. Um, and sometimes you can, if, if a very large sort of scam syndicate is taken down, we, we even notice it in the, in the numbers uh, and you'll see scams contract for a while as a, as a particular group is, is impacted. Okay, Ben, and do you have any final tips for people of how to avoid scammers? <laughs> All the usual stuff, you know, don't click on links, you know, keep your antivirus up to date. I've got a little expression that I like, which is this, these six words, you know, does this sound right to you? You know, I just feel like that's the, you know, it's just about you know, talking to your friends and talking to your family and saying, you know, I just got a phone call. Apparently I've got this big tax bill I didn't know about or this investment opportunity or whatever. Just turn to someone and say, does this sound right to you? You know, sometimes just in the act of vocalizing the, the approach or the opportunity, it can even make you understand that this does sound a little bit too good to be true or just unlikely. Beyond that, there's obviously, you know, all unsolicited contact should be treated as suspicious, you know, uh, you know, expected phone calls, text messages, emails. There's a lot these days which are around, you know, you've got a package, you've got a refund. You know, these are very common laws that are very exciting to receive, you know, oh, I've got a package, you know, I wasn't even expecting one. But a lot of those are scam laws. If, so, if you're getting a call, you know, never be afraid to call back. Big companies are used to people saying, how do I know it's you? Sorry, I'm going to hang up and call you back. You know, big companies have no problem with you doing that. And you should do that if you have even the slightest suspicion that it's not who it is, who someone says it is. 
um, remote access um, is, a, is a very, very common attribute in, in, in so many scams. So if someone ever says, I need to take remote access of your computer to help you, that should be the end of that phone call. They are almost all scams. Uh, in, the, in the public domain, they are all scams. And anyone who tells you this is a secret, you know, you, this is a secret, you know, you, you can't tell the bank because blah, 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 or you, you can't tell anyone because you're helping the police. Undercover. Those are all scams. Um, you're not working. There's no undercover work being done for the police by the general public. And, you know, go to uh, websites manually or call companies with phone numbers you know that you've sourced yourself. Don't, don't just click on links or uh, take numbers that have been provided to you in, in phone calls. I know that sounds like a long list of tips and don't, it, does, it just requires you know, a healthy level of skepticism. You don't need to become you know, paranoid or you know, restrict yourself unnecessarily. But just, you know, as I say, I'd like to think just a healthy level of skepticism. Healthy level of skepticism is always a good thing in my books. So thank you, Ben. I think you have given a bit of hope that uh, there are ways that you can stay one step ahead. So thanks for that ray of hope. My pleasure. And to everybody else listening, thanks for tuning in. For more updates from Westpac, feel free to subscribe to Westpac Wise podcast. And until next time, stay safe from scammers.